This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We do not like dirty thieves. Mm-mm. Jim, you're especially irked by these catalytic converter thieves. Yeah, it just ruins people's, not only day, but it ruins their commute to work. Like, now you have to get that fixed before you can go to work. It sometimes uh, prevents you from making Interrupts money. Interrupts your whole life. Yes. Um, so this happened. Now, this is an interesting story. I wonder who's responsible here. This is a global news story about a woman named Diane. She took her vehicle into a dealership in Orangeville. Okay. Uh, she needed to get her alternator replaced. The next day, she gets a call from the dealership, and they say, I'm sorry, but last night some thieves broke in here and cut a bunch of catalytic converters off the vehicle's. And we're just, we now you need your catalytic converter replaced. And she goes, okay. And they go, it'll cost you about $2,000. She said, what? I have to pay for it. And they go, well, we can't, we don't control the theft. We didn't steal it. Mm. It's your, still your car. It's still your responsibility. And it's going to cost $2,000 to replace it and install a new one. They, she's got to go through her insurance probably. She could, she could. That's what they suggested. And to make them not feel guilty about doing it, I think. Um, but they, they, they do have, uh, fences around the property, but they don't have video cameras. And five months ago, they claimed that a, a thief came back or was there then and stole three catalytic converters, but yet they still didn't put up the video. Now, who's irresponsible here? I don't know, man. It's a, it's a tough one because, like, if you go to the gym, let's say, and you put stuff in your locker and somebody breaks into your locker and steals your wallet or your shoes or whatever, there's a sign right there that says we are not responsible for any thefts. Yeah, but you're five feet away. You know, you're like, you know, 50 feet away in the other room, and you have an option to not bring that with you, but you have to leave your car there. Once it's no longer in your possession and it's on the property of the dealer, it's now their responsibility. You have handed them the keys, literally, and it's now their responsibility until they give you those keys back. To look after it. So you're thinking more of like uh, a babysitter situation. Like if I (laughs) leave my kids... With you, uh-huh. I expect to get them back in the same condition I dropped them off. No, in. if one is missing a leg, Taz, <laughs> consult your insurance company. But what if a car? What if a what if a car or a snowplow was in the, driving around that the parking lot and hit your car? Then whose fault is it? Snowplow company. But then they drove away. If it's a hit and run. Oh, a hit and run snowplow. Uh, like I mean. Would you I hear what you say? I would be furious if I was this lady and I, you know, you're already facing a an alternator replacement bill, which is thousands, and then you're suddenly, hey, tack another two grand on there because somebody broke into our lot and stole your catalytic converter. If you kept your car at home, it wouldn't have happened. I get it. I'd be furious, but it's their duty to watch. Not only do they, they, but then they also make money on the back end too by replacing the kid. They're expecting that they're going to get paid to do another job. They could find a compromise in doing the, maybe doing the labor for free. And she pays for the parts. I don't know. Hmm. Getting there. I I like, I like the idea of compromise, but you know, in my opinion, I think that that should be the law. The, the, the The dealer dealer is responsible. Mechanic, whoever, whatever it is. If they take your car into their possession, they're responsible for whatever happens until you get it back. If I rent a car and the catalytic converter is stolen off it, I would assume I have to pay for that. I doubt you would get away with not paying for that. Well, that's why you get the insurance on your (laughs) rental 
What, if, what if a snowplow hit your rental car? <laughs> what if you rented a snowplow? <laughs> hit your own rental car. I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. Post the article on the Taz and Jim Facebook page because I'm sure it, it'll generate some comments. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to see which way people go on this as well. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Jim, I said something yesterday on the show that has caused a debate between you and some of our listeners. What's up? Yeah, I don't know why I got so into this debate. You're the one who claimed it, but you said the other day that you were reading a book with your son that claimed uh, bats don't walk. Yes, it's called, it's a National Geographic book for kids, and it's called The Big Book of Why. And it's got questions that kids might ask, and then it gives you answers. And I think this was the section on why do some animals hang upside down? Hmm. And then they have little facts in there, and one of them is, did you know that bats can't walk? They get to where they're going by flying. Or in a Batmobile. Or in a Batmobile or driving super cool cars <laughs> with flames shooting out of the back. But they can't walk. No, they can't walk. They fly and then they they hang wherever they, they end up. Mm-hmm. So, And I said, think about it. Have you ever seen a bat walking? And I said, no. No, you haven't. Now, some people claim they have Taz. Uh-oh. This guy, Alex, on their text line, he says, Taz, LOL, bats 100% can walk. Google it and you'll find videos of it. So I did and I looked up videos, but they're crawling. They're using both their legs and their arms slash wings to like crawl along the ground. So I responded and said, then they are crawling, not walking. A bird usually walks on two legs when you're calling it walking. I know a bat is not a bird, but I think that's why the experts say they're not technically walking. They're crawling, in your opinion. Yeah, because if, if crawling, the definition is hands and knees or hands right. and feet. So anyway, he, he responds, he goes, By that logic, then the dragons from Game of Thrones or Smog from The Hobbit don't walk. Likewise, do dogs have four legs or two arms and two legs? Because if the front ones are arms then you'd have to apply that logic to anything that doesn't walk upright. <laughs> well, and, and I, would, he, I would agree that the bat, uh, the little hands in the bat wings, they got like little claw hand mandible things, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they but evolved those, into those it. look more like hands than they do feet. They are technically like the web members are fingers and the and like the little claw at the top of their wing is a thumb. Technically it's just evolved that way. Yeah. So I sent him a picture with like things as a fingers and thumb, and he goes, Oh, LOL, gonna take my dog out for a crawl later. Dogs have shoulders though. The front ones are arms. What about bears who use their front paws to grab things as hands? And I said, No, their paws are all almost identical. They therefore they're all the same limb. You know, because like the a, a bat's back legs are so different than its wings and yes. slash hands that it cr- that it walk, crawls on. Bats have like like a hand and f- feet thing going on. Dogs have four legs. Yes, <laughs> I, I don't make up the rules here. But anyway, I said there, uh, I love this semantic argument we're getting. By the way, and he said, "LOL, it was fun." <laughs> so we're not taking it seriously, yeah, but no hard feelings. Yeah. However, he disagrees. He thinks. Bats can walk. I just did Google it here, and on YouTube, what has come up is vampire bat on a treadmill. Let's watch this thing go. Oh, I like the music. <laughs> okay. Whatever that is, it is terrifying. It's moving like a dude on crutches with the arm crutches. But look at the back legs. They're hardly doing anything. They're just kind of hopping, and then he's... 
forcing himself <laughs> forward with his wing arms. Yeah, so he, that's a crawl. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's not a run. It, it, if that thing was coming at me, though, I would probably cry. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably just boot it out of the Bats way. Bats are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> They're creepy. Here's what comes up I, when you type in, can bats walk or crawl? Almost all of the bat species on the planet, and there are known to be somewhere in the region of a thousand of them, are built solely for flying and not walking. Okay, you know what? I never thought... So I Sometimes things are so intuitive that you never want to know the definition of them, but I just Googled, what is the definition of walking? We were saw, seeing that video of the, of the thing, and it was kind of jumping through the air. Walking, and we know this from the Olympics, walking is moving at a regular pace by lifting and setting down each foot in turn, never having both feet off the ground at once. Boom! There we go! That bat clearly has both feet off the ground as it pulls itself forward Mm -hmm. with his front wing Mm -hmm. hands. Done, Alex. (laughs) Case closed. This has been Bat Chat. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yeah, we talked about uh, the fact that summer will eventually come to an end. And as the temperature cools down, you're looking for ways to entertain yourself in your house. Video games, always an option. I saw Shooter McGavin and Tiger Woods were hanging out. They're promoting the new uh, EA Sports PGA video game. (laughs) I hope Shooter McGavin is a playable character in this game. Oh, you unlock him? Or, and even Happy Gilmore, too. If you had them both, I would buy that game, and I haven't bought a golf game in 15 years. Yeah. Tiger is, uh, he's the man. He's on the cover of the new game. Um, I, I think they, I think I saw Michael Jordan is a playable character. Really? In the game. Which That's is fun. interesting, yeah. <laughs> can you gamble? Yeah, <laughs> you can only gamble with the Michael because, Jordan character. Yeah, from what we know of uh, of number 23, he likes to lay some money down when he plays golf. I'll tell you what, he's not making it into any MLB games anytime soon. Yikes. Burn on the greatest of all time, and I'm a loser. Um, and speaking of EA Sports, they made a big announcement. We know who's going to be on the cover of the new NHL hockey video game, Jim. Yeah, Trevor Zegras of the um, uh, Anaheim Ducks. He was one of the finalists for Rookie of the Year last year. And Sarah Nurse, the star of the Canadian women's team. They won gold the uh, last Olympics, obviously. And she set the record for most uh, points at a single Olympics. 18. She's a legend already. So she is on the cover for the first time. So first time there's a lady on the cover. That's the first female. And even more importantly, you can play as women in the game now, I guess. You can create a woman character or play as women uh, in the game. I have one question about that. Is there going to be hitting? In the when you if you pick the women's team playing against you cuz you can't hit in women's hockey, but will the will the women Is there no hitting in women's no, there's hockey? No, no body checking. It's a penalty. So I wonder, like, how does that work in the game? I think they should let them hit each other in the game for fun. And, like, it'd be fun to be a female hockey player and be like, yeah, yeah, take this. (laughs) I've wanted to check her into the boards for years. I finally did it. (laughs) But also, I wonder if you can play NHL teams against women's international team would be interesting. Because I think think in some of the recent games, you could play as junior hockey teams, too, if I'm not mistaken. Um... But yeah, anyway, it's a cool new aspect to the to the EA Sports games they're proud of, of and uh, it's coming out October 14th. 
It would be great if Happy Gilmore was in the hockey game as well, right? <laughs> that he could, would be good. He could make a cameo in both. Sure, yeah. Boston Bruins jersey on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no matter what team he's playing for. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Sammy Hagar releasing a new song called Thank You, and he wrote the song with Eddie Van Halen. No, they didn't write it together before Eddie died. Sammy says that Eddie Van Halen came to him in a dream. Hmm. And this is how it went down. Eddie told him, man, let's write some music. And Sammy replied, quote, yeah, F it, man. Here, let's go. Okay, <laughs> yeah, seems like a normal day in and, a dream. And then in the dream, Eddie showed him a guitar lick. He woke up. He started writing the song based on the guitar lick that Eddie showed him in the dream. Hmm. He says, this is not a gimmick. Uh, According to Sammy, I feel so embarrassed about this because everyone's going to say, oh, look at Sammy trying to capitalize on Eddie. But no, I'm not. You don't understand. This was a real effing dream, and I told you exactly what happened in Hmm. it. How much tequila was he drinking? <laughs> a little Cabo Wobbly. <laughs> uh, he says that he is so adamant that Eddie Van Halen wrote this song with him in the dream that he is going to give Eddie a writing credit possibly hmm. on the track and donate all the proceeds to charity so people don't accuse him of exploiting Eddie Van Halen. That's cool. I do love those stories where... Somebody writes a dream in their sleep. Like, writes a song in their sleep? Or sorry, yeah, writes a, writes a song in their sleep, like Paul McCartney yeah. wrote uh, Hey Jude, or Let It Be, one or the other. And then uh, I think uh, Satisfaction from Rolling Stones, Keith wrote that rip, riff in, in his sleep as well. But the visiting thing? I'm into it, man. I, I kind of I believe in that stuff. You know, I had it in my near-death experience when I was 12 and I saw the light. Uh-huh. Pretty weird. <laughs> yeah. Did you write a sweet jam? <laughs> I wish. I've had people who have passed away from my life. My dad visits me still in mm-hmm. in, in my dreams, and they're so vivid, they're so real. Like, you, know, you hope there's something to it, right? Yeah. No, I've, I remember one time a guy I used to work with, he was like my first mentor in radio, Joey. He died and then like showed up in a dream like 10 years later, and it was so real that like it stuck with me for weeks. I yeah. still think about it from time. It was so real. But in my mind, it's like, the way I thought about it, I was like, I think it's just like I spent so much time around them. It's like it's like they say like in the future, you can live forever because you upload your brain to the AI. Like it videotapes everything you've done every day. So and you're it, tapping into the memories of Joey and that's what is And my is brain going is on. replacing it and like creating a him in my mind. You know, like a, like an AI would. It wouldn't be you in the in machine. It would be replicating what you're like. So I think like, it was my brain created him. Could be. But it was still powerful. And one way or the other, it still was like getting to hang out with him again. So I liked it. Yeah. I, I had a friend who passed away tragically when we were in our 20s. And I remember uh, waking up crying one night because I was sitting on a couch. It was so real. I was sitting on a mm-hmm. couch with him. And we were having a great conversation like we used to, laughing it up. And then I just stopped because I had the realization. I'm like, hold on a second. I go, this isn't real because you died. And he said, yeah, but I'll always be with you or something. And then I watched him. Oh, I'm getting emotional talking about it. Mm -hmm. In front of me, he aged into Whoa. an old man and then just kind of faded away. That's crazy. Right? And, and something that I would, in 
in life never get to see him do. But he did it in front of me in this dream, and I woke up, and it was so real. I I called my mom, and I'm like, this hmm. happened, and you know, it's just you you hope there's something to it, right? Yeah, it's it is crazy. There's a lot of mysteries out there. Who knows? I mean, I don't want to say yes or no one way or the other. It's fun to think about, and uh, man, it could be super powerful. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Dreams are crazy. This better be a good song, Sammy Hagar. <laughs> Imagine it was terrible. And he shows up in another dream and said, get my name off that song, you hack. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Is the end of you really the end of you? Not if you believe what Sammy Hagar is saying. He says that Eddie Van Halen came to him in a dream and they wrote a song together. He's going to be releasing it and possibly giving Eddie a writing credit on the song even though he's no longer with us on this plane. Uh, we're getting some calls here. Go ahead. You're on the air. Hey, Taz. I'm hearing you guys on the show about uh, the afterlife stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I've had uh, experiences, too, with, uh, with uh, me when my dad passed away. Um, the day of his funeral, uh, I got emotional uh, with uh, him because I spent uh, my last week of vacation on uh, the last uh, week of his life. And... Uh, after the funeral, we were all sitting at my mom's place uh, eating something, and uh, my phone rang. And uh, so I'm at my parents' house. And my parents only have two phones in the house, so my cell phone rang. And uh, there's nobody on the phones at my mom's house, and it's my dad calling me. Come on. So your dad's number. I, uh, it got really emotional, like I said. My cell phone rang, and it's my dad calling me, and I'm at my parents' house. And they only have two phones. We're downstairs, and there's nobody upstairs. That's freaky. I went up there to check. It was it was quite the incident. So it's it's uh, it, you know I don't care what anybody says. I believe it. Imagine it was Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> My world's a crossing. <laughs> Imagine you as your really dad. Is. He's like, "Hey, I'm here with Eddie Van Halen. Check out this song we just wrote. Heaven sweet. <laughs> Send me a few tickets. Hold on." Jimi Hendrix is doing a beer bong. I got to let you go. <laughs> <laughs> Nikola Tesla starting a conga line. Oh, this guy's crazy. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Love you, son. <laughs> See you in a couple years. <laughs> Wait, what? what you... <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim podcast. Speculation running rampant that... Tom Brady may be one of the contestants on the next round of The Masked Singer. <laughs> I'd be so mad. Why? Because he's so good at football. If he's a good singer, too, he's good looking. You know, he's crushed life in every angle. If he's a, now a great singer, too, I'm just going to be disappointed in myself. Brady is saying he is not going to be on The Masked Singer, but do you know who would say that? Someone who is on the masked singer because yeah, literally the whole point. Yeah, you, you're not allowed to say it's me. Yeah. I'm in that that uh, jelly bean costume. <laughs> you have to keep it a secret. <laughs> it's a hell of an assumption to make. You just think Tom Brady's going to do it. Well, the assumption comes from internet sleuthing. People realize that Tom Brady wasn't at Buccaneers training camp for a couple weeks. And then he showed up August 22nd, which was two days after taping of The Masked Singer ended. 
No. Okay. Brady said, no, I was on vacation with my family. And During he, training camp? And he posted a picture of him riding on a motorcycle shirtless doing Papa Wheelies. Oh, yeah, that wasn't him. With a helmet on. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, that was a joke, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd hope so. Because <laughs> he was it, doing Papa Wheelies down the highway shirtless. There's professional athletes who aren't allowed to... Uh, play softball in the offseason yeah, yeah. because they might injure themselves. I don't think... Or handle if, fireworks. <laughs> yeah. Or drones, right? Yeah, that too. I, I don't know if uh, doing Papa Wheelies on a speed bike <laughs> is an approved activity in the offseason. Yeah, so is he messing with people and stirring the pot now? Maybe. To drum up interest? And now uh, the Masked Singer has jumped on board this. Why wouldn't they capitalize? Uh, there's a clip that shows Ken Jeong, the one of the judges on the show, saying that he's screaming like a football player. I, I think maybe it's Peyton Manning. Oh, wait, no. It's the greatest of all time. I think it's Tom Brady. And then the clip gets cut off. So hmm. they're playing into it. Yeah, yeah. But would they reveal that so early, even in the commercials? I don't know. But it's it, probably that, Gronk. It's, red, it's a red herring. Yeah. Right? Yeah, they throw that in there, and it's like, okay, they're saying it's Tom Brady. There's no way it's Tom Brady. But then it is. Yeah, it's it a double Tom red hair. It's got to be Rudy Giuliani again. <laughs> Redemption. <laughs> and it's, it's a possibility that Tom Brady may be on the Masked Singer. Hmm. We'll have to wait to find out. Have any of the Masked Singers been bad singers? I've, yeah, I've oh, never yeah. watched a single episode. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm assuming Rudy Giuliani wasn't great. <laughs> by any means. No, there's, there's bad singers. Okay, that's more fun then. Yeah, there's some that are fantastic, and then there's, there's some terrible singers. Hmm. Tom Brady, who we'll knows? See. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Shout out to everyone that we played golf with yesterday. Uh, the London Knights Hockey Organization invited us out for a round. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun. Um, 20 under was the winning score. Mm-hmm. I thought we were playing pretty good, Jim. Yeah, I know. Especially the, f- the first nine holes, we, we, we were on fire. Birdie, birdie, birdie. Minus under after nine. And I think the sun hit us and maybe a few other things. And, that, and then we ended up minus nine? Maybe it was the final, or what was it? I think we were mi- minus 11 or 12. Oh, okay, that's not bad. But not only did somebody get minus 20... Three teams got minus 20. Yeah. Three teams, minus 20. So they birdied every hole and got a couple of eagles. Yeah. There was one guy there. I was talking to somebody, and they said this one guy. I'll give a shout-out to him. Jeff, they said his name was. The guy, he got almost made the Canadian Open. He got cut, and he was down. He did the putt-off right at the end. They said this guy was incredible. He got The two, tall guy? No, shorter guy with the gray shirt on. Right. Tall guy was good, too, but... um. I guess the, that guy the was the tall on fire. guy won the putt off. Yeah, yeah, no, he was good. I was talking to actually Nolsey, who it was, who was te- it was Team oh, Labat. Nolsey. There, he was saying this guy was unbelievable. But you know what? Here's I'm not gonna I'm gonna make an issue here. The Mulligans. That's how the, that's how you get minus twenty because right. you, you you buy enough Mulligans, it's like you have almost unlimited reshots, and then it slows everything down. And great for the charity because everybody's gonna buy Mulligans. You have to, or you don't even have a chance. Yeah, exactly. Of making the leaderboard. Yeah, yeah. It's a great move at a charity golf tournament to sell those things. Uh, yeah, of course. However, <laughs> well, listen, 
what would our score have been if we didn't have the mulligans? Plus six. But <laughs> there, there should be an accountability. Like, Only I, the bad golfers yeah. should be allowed to buy mulligans. I don't care at all. <laughs> I'm never going to lose sleep over it. But yeah, I'd be fine. You'd, I should have to like check it off or something like that and then hand it in with these. Like, it's ever going to happen. I don't care. But I'm sure those guys would have crushed us regardless. Yes, they were way better at golf than we are. Of course, I'm just. I, it's a, I'm not complaining <laughs> it's, about them. I'm saying you're in complaining general. Complaining about the Mulligans, we had. I think we had about. Um, we had 18 Mulligans that we used through the day. Uh, probably n- more. I'm. Not, I, I, I'm complaining about our team too because it takes so long. And it's like, listen, how many times are we going to try to hit this 40 foot? Pu- All of us are terrible. Like, what are we? Gonna, why are we Who doing? Are we this? kidding here? Yeah. All right. So next time we play in a tournament, if they're selling Mulligans, you're going to say no. Well, I want to support the charity. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Ozzy apparently, Ozzy Osbourne had uh, another animal run in. The bat one we all know about, but wasn't aware of his interaction with the horse. Hmm? (laughs) Headline is Ozzy Osbourne quit doing acid after a horse told him to F off. (laughs) (laughs) Ozzy says, quote, I took 10 tabs of acid. Oh, boy. And then went for a walk in a field. I ended up standing there talking to this horse for about an hour. Oh, so was there even a horse, I wonder? In the end, the horse turned to me and told me to... (laughs) Right off. (laughs) (laughs) That poor horse, like, imagine, it's like when you're stuck at a party talking to somebody... And they just won't, they won't stop. And oh, yeah, yeah. Ozzy's tough to understand to begin with when he's not singing. <laughs> yeah. Putting up with that for an hour, I'm not surprised the horse told oh. him to F off. I bet you the horse was just nodding along politely for a while. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, hi there, Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you petting my mane? <laughs> Do me a favor here, Ozzy. I got an idea. Ooh, what's that, horse? Why don't you F right off? <laughs> have, you, have you considered taking a horse tranquilizer instead? It works for me. Man, I, I have n- 10 tabs of acid. I've That's never insane. done I've never done one tab of acid. Me too. Too I, scared to do it. I was offered it once and I was like, ah, nah. <laughs> I've heard crazy stories, man. Like, You mean you were like, nay? I was nay. <laughs> Oh, if off, sir. Same here. Well, there was a story. There was a kid in my high school, and I think probably he just moved away with his family, but there was this kid who was, went to my high school, and then he was gone. He mm-hmm. wasn't. And the, the rumor around the school was he did acid, and they had to lock him in an institution afterwards because his, he went crazy. Yeah, and I've I, heard those stories. I think maybe the teachers started the rumors. <laughs> As a don't do drugs campaign? <laughs> Knowing that his dad just got a job in another city yeah. and this kid moved away. But yeah. Hey, let's scare the kids into not doing acid. Yeah, it's interesting they're using like psychedelics for therapy now, but acid is like... I'm sure get you there, but it's like brewed in a bathtub sometimes. I just don't trust it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't trust where it came comes from. Well, especially not ten tabs. Yeah, <laughs> how is he still alive? <laughs> no. This is the Taz and Jim podcast.